This piece of shit. <clears throat> Rojo Show. Episode, what is this, 52? Episode 52, I'm back in effect. And apparently, the allergy gods are trying to keep a young black man down. But um, middle fingers to them. I'm self-medicating. And yes, throughout this podcast, you may hear me scratch my throat. But get over it, because I'm back with a vengeance. I really feel cursy today. I really feel like dropping some heavy F-bombs and, like, talking some shit. I feel like addressing the haters. I guess you should appreciate haters. That's how you know you want something, but... It's been a while since I talked to y'all. My apologies. Life happened, and I responded, um... Um, unpredictably. Um, but we'll get to that later. Um, last big thing that happened since I talked to you guys, I guess was that Ryan Lochte shit. Um, but he's fine. You know, I mean, since, since you lied about being robbed at gunpoint in Brazil, he's fine. He's on Dancing with the Stars. You know what I'm saying? So he's gonna he's gonna get bread. He's not gonna miss a beat. This is the type of shit I be talking about. This is the type of shit that um everybody throws around white privilege, but like this he has the privilege of fucking up and knowing that it's not going to like totally fuck up his life in the long run. Because he really did some despicable shit in a different country while representing us on the highest athletic level um, possible. And because of America and us being gluttons for um, celebrity and gravitas, this motherfucker is right back um, in the spotlight, available and able to make money. Why? I've heard him speak. He isn't eloquent. He isn't interesting. He's a fucking douchebag. Here we go. Let's unload on Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lochte, you, you, you amphibious piece of, of white garbage. That was bogus. Because I don't want to make it racial. It's not about him being white. It's about him being just a dickhead. It's about him, him being a uh, a uh, damn. Maybe I won't allow, unload on Ryan Lochte like I thought I would. Ryan Lochte. Um, I wish I could send you into the wrong hood and wearing the wrong colors. I wish I could tattoo a swastika on your back. And drop you in a mosque. I wish I could. Um, I wish I could take you back in time to when you were a 13 year old boy and drop you off at a Catholic priest convention. Mmm, diabolical. But he's living. Now, speaking of dancing with the stars. Dancing with the Stars, pardon me, 
Amber Rose is going to be on Dancing with the Stars this season. And needless to say, I am excited. Am I excited enough to watch the whole show? Hell no. I am excited enough to consistently check for clips and pieces of footage with her in it. Moving around in something uh, that moves as well. Because she has an amazing body. Uh, I think her career as an activist is a sham. I think it's a joke. I think, um, I think, what's a good metaphor? What's a good metaphor? Um, I think it's a girl who sucks a lot of cocks being mad that people thinks or mentions that she sucks a lot of cock. Is that a metaphor or is that like, never mind. Um, but yeah. Uh, Amber Rose is going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and as the uh, black women and gays say, I am here for that, in quotes. I am here for that. I'm here for Amber Rose on Dancing with the Stars. Isn't that what they say? Moving on, um, I've gotten into some Facebook beef lately. Um... Nothing like super like crazy, like nothing with anyone that I had any prior respect for or had any uh, prior ideas or like uh, um, interest in them or their philosophies or their uh, their their life's existence on this earth at all. Um, but I commented on a video. The video was of some young men cursing and threatening police officers in an obviously elevated and volatile situation. Clip was not very long at all. But the comments of these white people, white people... The comments were just like, like literally like string those niggers up and take them back to Africa. Kill those savages. Look at those savages in the streets wondering why they get killed and shot. Look at those black pieces of shit. And I know that I'm doing it in the voice to kind of make it funny. But these are really close to quotes. I'm going to try to go back and see if I can find it. Because I really want to read the comment from this guy who, uh, who, according to him, spared me by not telling me what he really thinks of me. He spared me by not telling me what he really thinks of me. A group of young men approached police officers who were investigating a shooting in the 7100 block of South Polina Street. This is in Chi-Town, my town. Let me go get my glasses. Hold on.
Alright, I'm back. Um very tense moments as a black mob threatens Chicago cops. Uh, three gunshots cracked in the air close to where police were investigating a West Englewood shooting early Friday. Run, bitch. A shirtless man shouted as officers sprinted down an alley to check out the gunfire. Then, with mock concern, he added, Hey, there's somebody dead in the alley. There was no one in the alley. Police suspected the shots were a prank by a group of young men who had been heckling them for about an hour at the scene of a shooting that wounded a 22-year-old man in the 7100 block of South Polina about 12.50 a.m. Standing in the line not far from the crime scene tape, they had been alternately threatening and teasing the officers. You a traitor! You a traitor, you bogus as hell, one of them said early on, focusing on the only black officer nearby. Some of the officers returned the taunts, telling them to get jobs and calling out to the black to the block that the men were snitches. You've been talking to me for a year. Don't play in front of your boys, a sergeant teased. An officer grabbed his phone and held it out to the face of the crowd. Hey, say it again, he said. This is going on YouTube. They answered him with a chorus of, fuck the police. Now listen. Are these young niggas wilding a little bit? Yeah, they are. But what happened? Why did the... Who shot the whoever they were responding to, the 22-year-old man that was wounded... At the scene of a shooting that wounded a 22-year-old man. So, I mean, now, this is like in the heart of Englewood. So, tensions over there between blacks and the police is already hot. It's already thicky, thick and beefy over there. Okay. And the police had this really interesting thing where they think they have rights. The police do not have rights. This is your job. Okay. Just like... Uh, you know, when I was working in retail at the Adidas store, customers used to come in there. I want to return something. I don't have a receipt. Can't return that for you. What the fuck are you doing? What do you mean? You need to learn how to do your fucking job. I need to make a fucking return. Do you know what I can't do back to them? Hey, uh, nigga, if you had had your receipt, we would have been out of here already with your whack ass. Maybe if you wasn't... Um, you know, jerking it in one hand and trying to conduct business and driving the other, you still have your receipt and we wouldn't be having this issue. But no, you're in here with your stubby fingers and your pleated khakis in my face with an attitude. But you hop back in your Subaru out back, okay, and get back on the uh, expressway back to Oak Brook and tell your daughter to stop sucking cock. Or something like that, but the like the police have all these things where like like so they they're protesting this and they're protesting that. You can't protest shit. This is your job, okay? I can literally spit in your face and then turn around and call nine one one and expect you to come out there and do your fucking job. You don't have rights. You don't. You have no platform to protest on. Especially when you niggas have been found um, 
guilty of being bogus on multiple accounts. <clears throat> now let's get to some of these comments. Mm, I want the previous ones. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I want to get the good ones for y'all. Shut them up real quick with strong blasts of pepper spray. They're just overgrown scumbags who are doing nothing but throwing tantrums. That's all it boils down to. Ignore this shit. Don't pay attention to them and they'll go away. No, this isn't what I'm looking for. <coughs> Hold on a second. It's 844 comments. Fucking useless waste of breath. Back to blue all the way. All show and no go. Their parents must be really proud. They should put a huge wall around Chicago and call it a prison and make Obozo the warden for life. I don't know who that is. Let them police themselves, and then we can go in and clean up the bodies, save a fortune in welfare and crime cost. Bunch of fucking animals. So many oxygen thieves in one place. These are thugs and what oh call niggers, period. Wow, who is this? I think I'm finna get into it now. Ah, uh, he's a Trump supporter too. He thinks Marilyn Mosby should face prosecution. This guy, Tony Bandolini. Badaloni. Let me find this guy. Anyway, it was a bunch of shit like that. Take these animals back to Africa. Lock these niggers up. All that kind of repugnant. Uh, Neanderthal type shit. So I go in. I'm like, damn, this is a lot of racist pieces of shit on here. <clears throat> And immediately niggas jump on, well, they not niggas, but people jump on me. Oh, as soon as we point out the obvious, we're being racist. As soon as we blah, 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 the black man, the black man, police brutality. So they're not going like a sniper. I'm hitting them with the, I'm hitting them with the motherfucking like the most. The most eloquent, the illest, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm flowing on them. I'm flowing on them. You feel me? I'm just like, wow, 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 I'm giving it to them. Let me find some quotes for you. We'll find some quotes for you, find some highlights. Cause man, I was like Jordan on these niggas. Man, I was fading on these white boys, man. 
old white dude gonna talk about I'll spare you from letting you know what I think of you. What? What, white man? Don't care what you think about me, bruh. Care what you think about me, bruh. I salute officers for just staying calm. Man, shut the fuck up. Where's my stuff at? Where's my quote? Because I went hard. But yeah, man, just had to break it down how that's not... Where's my comment, though? Um, What does that do? I don't know what that does. Yo, there is so much shit on Facebook I do not know how to use. It's crazy. Like, is there, there, like, I, and I'm pretty proficient, I thought, on Facebook, but every time I look, there's, like, something else. Another feature. Obama loves this. I can't find my highlights because it's lost in the ethos. Ghetto culture matters. White people are a trip. Like, white people go in way harder on black people than black people go in on white people. Facts. There has never been a KKK equivalent for black people. Facts. There's never been hate crimes against white people like there have been hate crimes hate crimes against black people or other minorities by white people. Facts. And this is the type of shit that my man Colin Kaepernick is not standing up for that racist ass uh, uh, Star Spangled Banner song anyway. Facts. Now, before we get into this Colin Kaepernick shit. Dark skinned brothers, man. We, we need one, bro. We need one. These light skinned niggas is really kind of, they really kind of running everything right now. They already got Drake. Drake got Meek Mill the fuck up out of here. The Cavs are really like the black man's team right now. Cause like they like all you know like dark skin brothers, and they took down the uh, the light splash brothers, splash light, a light light splash, light splash brother. Um, you know, shouts out to Kyrie, LeBron, Tristan, fuck with them Kardashians. Be careful, my nigga. J.R. Smith, who's still a free agent, and um. Who else I fuck with on that team? James Jones. And uh, that's all I really give a fuck about. But um, got to watch out because uh, now they getting into the activism game. Now, nobody is going to outdo Jim Brown. Jim Brown is still, you know what I'm saying, the law. 
Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar may cancel each other out. Although I'd like to hear from some, I'd like to hear from some older black people and see if Bill Russell was ever kind of like considered like a sellout to a certain degree because he was in Boston. Boston is one of the most racist teams. He was real close to who was that Red Auerbach? Is that who the coach of the uh, Celtics was back then before uh, he started actually player coaching and doing all that shit? He was at the Ali Summit, so he couldn't have been too, you know what I'm saying, square or, like, sold out. But I'd just like to know how niggas felt about that shit. And then um, Ali. is Ali's, Ali's not light-skinned, right? This is like some weird black people shit, white people. I'm sorry. I don't think. Hold on. I need a quick. I need a quick verification on this. Let me call my mom because she's kind of color struck. So she'll give a good idea. Let's see if she answers. If she if she doesn't answer, I'll do 10 pushups. If she doesn't answer. Come on, mom. Come on, mom. Come on, mom. Hello? Ah, hello. Yeah. Mom. Hello? Are you busy? No, why? Um, I got a question. Okay. Is Muhammad Ali light-skinned? So no, I think he brown skin. Okay. Why? Well, cause I was I was thinking about uh like revolutionary athletes. Uh-huh. And like I was saying like Colin Kaepernick is definitely putting dark skin niggas in a in a bad position, you know, because he's really out there killing it right now with like the, you know, kneeling for the national anthem and all that stuff. And then you know so the, are, are you you are you on a speaker? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not hearing you clearly. Oh, you still can't hear me clearly? You just sound uh, speakerish. Well, maybe if you turn down Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's really at the good part. Oh, God. One moment. Yes. Now you say he's really killing it now. Well, I mean, you seen him with the, you know, as if kneeling for the for the national anthem wasn't enough. He's doing it with this like huge afro, right? And like, I that. and like now, like he's starting to play a little better. Like the last, like my major concern was like he was doing it at the last minute. Like he wasn't like, and and mind you, if you're gonna go out and like. If you're going to go out like in a blaze of glory, like this is definitely a great blaze of glory. But the main concern was that like I'd rather him like, you know, be making this stance and like still be playing well so that like he can have he, it won't be like that kind of excuse, you know. Uh-huh. Kind of like the gay basketball player. Like he came, he came out at the end of his career when he was like garbage. So like it didn't even really matter, you know. Like what they need is like a LeBron James or like you know like a gay LeBron James. So this guy is not that good in playing basketball. Baseball, uh, football. 
He was really, he was like really good like two or three years ago. He's young. Like, he, I don't think he's 28 yet, but like, he was really good like three years ago. And then they, his coach got fired. And then they like switched the system up a little bit. And then apparently, like, he had a couple bad games. And the word is like, he let like the criticism get to him. Uh-huh. Which I guess is like a huge deal now, like with all the social media stuff. Like you know, right, like right. Yeah. Ath- athletes go on Twitter and it's like they can like lose their whole mojo. Right. So I guess something like that kind of happened, and he's kind of been like teetering on the edge of like getting cut. Uh. And then like all of this stuff happened with like him kneeling for the national anthem and stuff. So I guess a lot of people saying like, oh, this is just him trying to bring attention to himself since he's about to get cut. Or, you know, this is him, you know, like, you know, exactly, like, trying to, like, get some publicity because his game is suffering. So I was like, you know, on one hand, it's kind of like that thing where, you know, uh, when uh, Colin Powell was in the White House with George Bush, we thought the last year he was going to come out with the goatee and the afro with the fist up. Um, Like Obama probably won't. But, um, you know, if he was going to go out, this would be a good way to go. But now he's playing better. So, like, now he may stay on the team and, like, he can keep doing it and, like, other teams are doing it. And it's rumored that the, the whole Seattle Seahawks team is talking about sitting out or, like, you know, kneeling for the anthem. So, and now they're saying that uh, he didn't have meetings with, like, Jim Brown and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, like, he got, like, he got, like, real, like, revolutionary, like, lineage behind him now. I know, and I'm just, I don't know, I'm just jealous. I just wish he would have been somebody darker. You wish he would have been what? I wish he would have been somebody darker. Well, I mean, I mean, so you've noticed that typically the ones that really go hard are the lighter skin. Yeah, but that's because they're trying to make up for that tainted blood. Well, maybe so. Whatever it is, though, we need it. Because it itch them. They be itching. They feel it. They feel it in the sun. They be getting pressure from both sides, you know. The white folks telling them you're black, and the black folks telling them you you you're white. And you know, when they know they they black, they still getting treated. But black people, white folks saying the black folks saying they white. So it just pisses them off. So they go for life, go hard. Is it weird to say that like white people are just kind of mean? Historically, no. historically. Well, it's just a. Um, I mean, hey, they better, you know. That's the way they've been taught and raised, no matter what. But, like, even to each other, like, they're just mean. Like, I was watching Forrest Gump. Yeah, that's true. I've been watching Forrest Gump. Like, they're just, like, white white people, like, chastise each other and, like, and, like, uh, like, black people, chastise isn't the right word for what I feel like black people do. Like, we, like, we talk about each other. Like, we roast each other or we, you know, Jones or dozens or whatever you call it. But, like, White people drive each other like to kill these, to kill themselves and like to like sit at the lunch table by themselves all four years or like you know like all this kind of like really like I don't know. Yeah, like, well, when I was taking a bus downtown and I was staying up north, they were really mean to their old people too. Mm. Push them out the way, you know. They had no respect, and they kind of pissed me off because we always so soft. Well, go ahead, ma'am. Here come Executive Joe, knock her down. Right. Mm. 
But, uh, I mean, you know, uh, you dark skin. it's not too late for you to start a movement. Oh, God. They need you. All right, Mom. Uh, no. Uh, talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye. So, yeah. The moral of that whole story is that Muhammad Ali is not light-skinned. Uh, long layoff, Colin Kaepernick, light skin history revolution, light skin history of revolution. Um, contrary to Denzel Washington's phenomenal depiction of Malcolm X, Malcolm X was probably closer to. I mean, I don't know why the first name popping in my head is that whack ass nigga Terrence Howard. Uh, I don't think Malcolm had no, like, uh, pretty-ass, sweet-ass, whack-ass eyes like Terrence Howard did. But uh, he was definitely light-skinned. They called, I mean, his nickname was Red, so whatever you want to take from that. Um, Huey P. Newton, killer, co-founder of the Black Panthers. Couldn't do it without black brother Eldridge Cleaver. Ooh. Or um, my man, why do I always forget his name from Southside, from Chicago? Fred Hampton, Jesus. Um, uh, The Nation of Islam, do they just, can you only be a lead speaker for them if you're light-skinned? Because, like, from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to Malcolm X to um, Louis Farrakhan, like, I want to see who the new guy is going to be. Do they have to be? Like, Louis Farrakhan definitely took it to the next level with the uh, the slick hair to the side. You know what I'm saying? And then he, him used to being a calypso singer or a classical violinist, whichever one it is. They are not the same thing, but whichever one it is, that's that's true. Um but uh, yeah, man. I get some dark skin brothers up there sacrificing some shit, putting their lives on the line. Who is that? Uh, the super sexy. I'm sorry, I don't mean to call her sexy. Uh, but the female revolutionary that was like super light skinned with the uh, with the red afro. She had the blonde afro. I bet you I find her name. I bet you all I got to do is Google light-skinned female black panda. Images. What's her name? What's her Yes. Yeah, Eldridge Cleaver chick. That's a yes. Eldridge Cleaver's woman was oh, what was her name? Kathleen Cleaver, bruh, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> oh my god, bruh. Is that the one? Is some more of them. She was she was bad. She was bad. Don't get me wrong. I bet she probably looked good talking that shit too. Woo! Woo! 
What we need to understand is that the pig is preventing us from protecting and improving our community. Whew. Oh. My Forrest Gump myself. <laughs> and then obviously there's uh, your man uh, from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, uh, Jesse, Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams. Don't let me see you in prison, boy. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Jesse Williams, the third. I need a light skinned, conscious black woman. Hilarious. Who posted this? But yeah, man, long history of light-skinned revolutionary niggas uh, because that shit itches on them, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't have any, I don't have any biracial friends that I can call right now because um, I don't have any biracial friends. Uh, I mean, he's not biracial. He looks biracial. It's not biracial. Looks biracial, not biracial. I wonder if he thinks uh, Muhammad Ali is light skinned because you know he's like he he's gonna try to claim all the light skinned niggas he can. Um, let's see if E answers the phone. If E if he doesn't answer, I'll do ten push ups too. I know E is just ecstatic about Colin Kaepernick coming out. Oh man. Oh. Colin Kaepernick. Is Will Lice here yet? Skinned it. Why do I have to say it like that? Light skinned. I don't know. His lips are uncomfortably pink, though, which could be a sign. You have reached the oh. voicemail. Hold on. Ten push-ups, cause he didn't answer the phone. Son of a bitch. Son of a motherfucker. Yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, ten. You better not call back either. So anyway. Um, speaking of push-ups and working out again, bang nose out, chest is already a little sore from the bench pressing. Um, African Festival was this last weekend. That was fun. Cop some dashikis and killed a block with. Um, they're going to go real good with some Tim's. Complete my cipher. Um... I need some new workout shorts. Adidas, I went in the Adidas water towel store and for once they failed me. Had my personal shopper buddy with me, Mr. Alex Camacho. Uh, he held me down. I actually need to, dang, I'm not gonna make it. Cause I was supposed to be at the original store before five cause that's what time Reese left, damn. Fuck me up. Oh well. I get up with him another time. But um Yeah, so 
I was out, missed a couple episodes, um, because my boy Tony died in a motorcycle accident, um, and it, like, ruined, uh, two days of my life, um, in addition to, you know, like, whatever kids I have never having, like, Uncle Tony and shit like that. Which is things that I think about, because uh, I think about that with all my friends, because I was raised in a heavy like parent friend culture. Um, like my my dad's friends are like serious uncles to me. Um, my uncle Reggie, who I've talked about on here before, is like super big in my life, and Uncle Chuck and Uncle Daryl had their respective you know positions, and Uncle BC, and then you know my mom's friends and shit like that. So. I always consider the um, the collection of associates I have um, and what they would bring to um, you know any potential seeds I would bring into the earth and uh, and tone had definite things that I would want you know that I would want him to bring up to my kids that I wouldn't. Or he's definitely a, a energy that I would want them to be um, exposed to, you know? Like, you know, like, I wouldn't be upset if E showed my son a chopper. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset if he did that. Um, I wouldn't be offended if... Jeremy corrected my son's English. You know, my son or daughter. Uh, I wouldn't be upset if Will spanked my child because I know Will is going to try to articulate whatever the point is as best as possible. And then if he spanks him, then it must have been like some worst case scenario, last, last line of defense type of shit. Um, and I don't know, like, I would trust Tony to, I mean, I guess it feels weird to say some motorcycle shit now. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess it'd be weird to say, man, I, I, I would trust Tony to teach my son to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> I would. Uh, but I'd also have to tell him, you know, you can't, you cannot ride like Uncle Tony, cause that nigga is crazy. Um, the first time I met Tony, we made a song, uh, and I'm, this isn't gonna turn into a long gushy Tony session either. So relax, Emmanuel. <laughs> Uh, or whoever, man. Like, this is, I don't know, this is the Rojo show. So, you know, cock buff. At any rate. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. This is like, and then it also occurred to me, like, this is like my first friend that has died. Like, a, the first person that was, like, close to me that, you know, is, is causing me to kind of um, realize my own mortality in some way. Um, realizing that I am, I mean, you can, you can die at any moment. True. Anybody can, but that, um, that is real, 
you know, that I, I know someone who was here who had plans uh, for their life, who had dreams that they wanted to come true, who had an idea of themselves um, that they that, that was strong in their mind, that they wanted to have communicated. Um, and whatever they've left is done. Their book is done. They have no time. They have no... Um, they have no opportunity to improve on it. Um, I guess that also means they have no uh, opportunity to, like, fuck it up either. But, um... I don't know. It sucks. It's unfortunate. It's extremely unfortunate. Because, uh, Tone taught me how to ride my motorcycle. He taught me, uh, Tone and Dave. So, when I first I first got my motorcycle, I got my, I got my first motorcycle, um... I bought it from this spot in Wisconsin, like way, probably like an hour and a half outside of Chicago. So I'm like, bet. Hit up dude on Instagram, or not Instagram, Craigslist, couple, uh, like a week, couple times. He's like, boom, come check it out. I'm like, bet. Tone, ride up there with me. He's like, cool, we're going to get Dave, we're going to go up there. So Tone is on the bike, I'm in the Grand Prix. We ride up to Zion. I'm trailing him. We get to Zion, pick up Dave. Dave's on the bike. Um, or no, yeah, yeah. So we drop off Tone's bike. Tone hops in the car with me, and Dave rides along, and we go up there. Check out the bike, pick up the bike. Boom, looks good, sounds good. Ride it around, test drive it. Tone test drives it for me. Dave comes, looks it over. Boom, we all good. We take the bike. Tone rides the bike, not knowing what happened. To, oh, no, Dave rode the bike. Dave rode the bike. Not knowing if it was safe, not knowing if it would blow up. And I'm telling you, like, they're riding that bike. Like, they're riding it like they trust it, like it's theirs. Um, and it was fucking crazy. Uh, super fast on the e-way. Dave was fucking rocking, um, like like 85, 90 miles per hour. First time they got on it, not even knowing you know what it was. Pull over in this little parking lot to meet up everybody because it was it was Dave Tone and then a buddy Cam came too. Um, Shouts out to Cam. Um, so Cam got lost. So we pulled over trying to uh, maybe think maybe Cam pulled over and we can call him, get back up with him. Don't. And that time, Tone teaches me how to ride the motorcycle in the parking lot of wherever we pulled into. Um, hop back on the bike, hop back in the car, ride it back to the city, parked it, bloke bongs all day. Um, and it was, it was beautiful. Uh, Tone was also an asshole. Which we all are. We all have the yin and the yang. But um, I don't know. I, I, I think my issue with Tony, why I took it so bad, is because Tony is a Sagittarius. Like, I'm a Sagittarius. And I know that in a universe, there, there is a universe. Um, and just a quick, quick.
quick breakdown of, of universal black hole string theory type shit. Um, we have a universe, a galaxy, thousands of... We have a star, which is the sun, and the sun has the nine planets that that gravitate around it and, and, and orbit it. And there are millions of stars in our galaxy that all have the same situation, which means possibly that there is Earths. There are Earths. Um, if we, if we generalize the term Earths as in places where human beings like ourselves can, can live and, and, and thrive, um, like we generalize suns and like we generalize moons, um, if each one of those stars has a quote-unquote Earth, um, and then each galaxy, as we have, um, which has thousands of stars, uh, millions of stars, which all could have Earths, um, and then in the center of that galaxy there is a black hole that is, uh, you know, a million times the mass of that galaxy, and when you go through that black hole on the other side is a galaxy with equal amount of stars, equal as as infinite. Um, amount of stars and in those stars planets and earths and so on and so forth each one of those there is a galaxy quote unquote thought to be where there is a different outcome of existence of every combination of things in the world and I know that was a mouthful but basically what it's saying is that there is a belief that Everywhere in the world or in the galaxy, there are different galaxies that work out different, different paths and different opportunities that we have in life. Um, there is a galaxy where I finished college. There is a galaxy where I didn't meet E. There is a galaxy where my mom died at, at six or seven like her mom died when she was six or seven. There's a galaxy where instead of having Bradley, I had uh, Brad. Um, and there's a galaxy where instead of her having Jared, she has a, a Jasmine. Or, or there's multiple of us. Or there's less of us. Or there's all of these different possibilities. And I feel in my heart that there is a galaxy where I could have been Tony. If not for certain decisions in my life, if not for certain outcomes, um, if not for certain uh, decisions made by me and made for me, um, I feel like I could have been Tony. And I sympathize for his life being over. Tony was in the band Hustle Sneakers with me and E and Pat and Space Case and um, Patton, AK, Nick, B. Brown. Um, and I, I know that those were some of the best days of his life. And I feel fortunate to have been able to contribute to that, um, to have him... Um, know that I know him on a level and feel that he knew me on a certain level as well. I fucked with Tony Hart. That's my nigga. Uh, episode 52, The Rojo Show. Um, 
probably going to cut it uh, short because I'm going to try to get in another one this week. Um, at least a conversation or something. I haven't talked to Ian in a while, so maybe I'll hit him up and record something with him. Um, want to get my young niggas on here real quick. So definitely do that. Me and E are cooking up something for you in October. Um, and I'm sure you're going to like it. But uh, until then, guys, this is episode 52 of the Rojo Show. And as usual, if you're not sharing, you're not a fucking fan. And I'm out.